1: Hi, you guys, welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. On today's episode, we are in for a treat. I just finished recording with Alyssa Bryoloft. She is an amazing spiritual content creator, she's a Reiki healer, a brand consultant, and she calls herself a soulpreneur, which I love. She is all about like living your life connected to your soul and just living with and living with a sense of intention and awareness. And in this conversation, we kind of dove into her own inner growth journey. So her journey as an entrepreneur, all the growth that that activated for her, how she first came into contact with Reiki and how that evolved for her, how she became a healer, We also talked a little bit about being a sponge, like being an empath. How do you protect yourself energetically? How do you find a sense of grounding and safety in your body if you live in a big city? Or just, you know, if you feel like you're constantly stimulated. We talked about just like the realities of healing and working through limiting beliefs. And so many amazing things. It was such a powerful conversation and I absolutely loved it. She also has these amazing angel number socks. So she gave me a code for them and they will be linked in the description if you're interested in getting them. They're so cute. I have some myself and I just love supporting my friends' businesses and small businesses overall. So definitely check them out if you're looking for some cute socks. And without further ado, let's just jump into the episode. I know you're absolutely going to love her. She's such an angel. She's literally just a grounding presence and truly a pure, amazing soul. So let's hop into it. Let's get growing and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, Hi. welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. How's, How's your day thinking? going so far? Are you excited? I mean, it's like a heat wave in New York, so I'm just melting. Um, <laughs> and we were talking right before this, like, don't get pregnant where you're going to be in your third trimester in a heat wave in the summer. I'm just putting that out there. You're welcome. <laughs> You'll thank me later, because I'm unwell. It's like you're just gonna have to be inside in the AC. Yeah, basically, that's what it's or where, where I'm at. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm so excited to be recording. It's Sing. so fun to record in person with everyone, and I've, I'm still kind of adjusting, even though I've been doing it for a little while. And I feel like I, I was trying to think back to the first time that we met.
2: I know. I was just thinking. But I can't about
1: remember this. the first time. Yeah. I Maybe don't it was know. like an event or something. And oh, I
2: know. It was the what was that was it my project? project yes mm-hmm. okay. i mean but we were like connected and following each other for like and talking before then yeah so i initially found your podcast somehow i don't remember how and was just like obsessed with it and wait, then really yeah you discovered was, me
1: through the podcast yeah astral
2: it was when it was like a sh- very astrology focused
1: wait maybe it was the astro series yes. that i did yeah Wow. Wait, that's so fun. Yeah. Okay, so now full circle moment. Now you're in the
2: podcast. I am here.
1: This is so fun. And the first thing I like to ask all of my guests is can you just give a little intro on yourself Mm -hmm. and then also share your sun, moon, and rising. Love it. So And more if you want.
2: Okay. So I'm a I call myself a spiritual soulpreneur, which essentially is an entrepreneur but with a more intentional and soul-driven, like, Um, mission-purpose-driven approach. And so how that works is I work with brands in the wellness and spiritual space. I create content. And then I also have my own brand that I, you know, make content for. I do energy healing. I do meditation. So I kind of wear many hats. And I also make spiritual products. So I do kind of a bunch of different things. And for my astrology chart, so I'm a Virgo sun Leo rising and Aquarius Moon.
1: Wait, you're a Leo rising? Yeah. I don't think we had talked about your big three. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which do I feel you like makes,
2: Yes, in the sense that I feel like I can come across probably with social media, like a little bit more outgoing and like maybe not like less approachable, but just like that's the message I've gotten from people and then they get to know me and I'm actually like more grounded with the, the Virgo. And that's what I feel more to my core is like a more grounded, not reserved, but like like the earth energy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like you're such a Virgo.
2: Yeah. Like, very I'm like a much typical like the if you...
1: healing kind of like yeah. side of things. And I also feel like when with the Leo, that means that you have a Taurus midheaven. Mm-hmm. So it's like your career house is also yes. very grounded yes. and very much like earthy and like connected to the physical body and things like that. Yeah.
2: And I feel like the fire kind of gives me like a push to like do things more. Um, So, yeah.
1: What about the Aquarius moon? I'm so curious about Aquarius moons because my mom is an Aquarius moon. My brother's girlfriend has an Aquarius moon. Oh, interesting. So, I'm I'm curious about how
2: you feel about it. For a while, I didn't, like, really resonate. But then, like, I look back and I realize that there was, like – because it's, you know, your emotions, right? Yeah. So, I, like, kind of felt for a while that I was, like, in a spiritual closet and that I was not really sharing my truth. And I still kind of couldn't get into that shadow aspect of, like, being a little bit more reserved. Um, But then when I leaned into, like, you know, it's kind of like that feeling where Aquarius kind of feels like they're, like, an outcast. Yeah. So it kind of felt like that for a lot of my life in certain aspects. Um, But I feel like the more I lean into that, into the authenticity, I'm able to, like, shine and be more of a leader in the space. And and I do feel innovative in a lot of ways, so I feel like that does resonate. But. It's about, like, navigating the three because I kind of feel like I'm yeah. sometimes at war with all three of them. Like, they're very different. They're a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I also feel like Aquarius and Leo are opposite signs. Yeah. So that means that you have your moon in the seventh house. It could be in your eighth. But yeah. the seventh house is all about your relationship. So it's also, like, yeah. a lot about your romantic relationship and partnership and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, feeling like you're drawn. Maybe – is are you, is your husband a little bit more analytical?
2: Yes. He's a Gemini all across the board, like I double Gemini, Taurus. Um, so I feel like we, we relate because we both have the same Mercury, like our communication stuff. Um, Which Mercury? Um, I guess it would it be the no, same. No, I don't think
1: you would have the same Mercury.
2: Oh, I guess the Mercury rules both of our houses. Is that what it is? If you're a Virgo and a, a Gemini? Yes. Yeah. And then we have, like, other similar things, but then we're, like, also very different. Like, I'm more grounded, obviously, with the Virgo, but he's more practical and, like, realistic. And I'm Uh a little bit – I think the queries makes me a little bit, like, dreamier. dreamier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Pedro actually is a Gemini, but his son is in the Virgo house, so he has a lot of both of those energies, yeah. so I'm pretty familiar yeah. with, like, that intersection. I feel like it goes really well, it like, does. Virgo. Yeah,
2: it's, it's nice. I mean, sometimes we can butt heads, like, obviously, but it's, I think he helps me to be a little bit, like more in the clouds and a little bit more one practical but then sometimes like I feel more childlike like he brings out more of the fun and lightheartedness with the air and I'm like a little bit sometimes can be too in my head and perfectionist so he helps me get out of that headspace
1: Did you know that 1 in 5 Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, it's time to make 2024 the year that you finally check it off the list using Babbel when it comes to learning new languages something about me that a lot of people actually don't know is that i'm fluent in three different languages because i grew up in brazil i speak portuguese fluently and then i also am fluent in english and in spanish but i also am currently learning how to speak italian because i started learning it in college for my study abroad program in milan but then my program ended up being canceled so i never really got the chance to fully learn italian which is why Babel has been coming in so handy for me it's a science-backed language learning app that was designed by real people for real conversation conversations and Babbel's tips and tools are super approachable. They're rooted in real life situations and they are delivered in the app through conversational based teaching. So I've been using Babbel to learn how to order food, ask for directions and speak to merchants so that next time I go to Italy, I can practice my Italian and also speak confidently. So if you're also on a journey to learn a new language, I have a special limited time deal for our inner growth listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off a Babbel subscription and this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash growth. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash growth spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash growth. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ciao. Yes as a Taurus, like an earth sign, I also resonate a lot with that. It's like, we need that little playfulness Mm -hmm. energy and just like sometimes realizing that we're taking some things too seriously. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of like your own inner growth journey, what do you
2: feel like has been the biggest source of growth for you? Or like, when did your inner growth journey start? Mm, Probably when I started doing my own work and like in the sense of being a consultant and kind of leaving the more traditional work space. I I always like think of this and people say it a lot. and It resonates a lot with me that having your own business and being an entrepreneur is like a spiritual awakening. And like, like you go through so much growth in that and you learn so much and there's constant ebbs and flows. There's constant ups and downs. And I actually, I don't know why, but I told you I was not sleeping last night and I woke up and thought about this of like, all of the businesses that I failed at in the sense that like, I only failed them because I didn't launch them, not because I launched them and they didn't do well, but all of these ideas that I kind of started or was going to create. And then I just dropped them off. And not that in the sense that it's a failure, but a learning of like, it wasn't the right time. You know, there were certain things I learned from all those experiences that got me to where I am. But I think what I've learned the most is you only fail when you don't, try. Mm -hmm. And so I am continuously putting myself out there. I'm continuously learning what feels in alignment for me. And that's like my biggest mission is to be in alignment with my truth and to help others to see that in themselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Like when you're working for yourself, it's literally like you're always going through ebbs and flows and like you're going to have phases of like a lot of growth and then phases of maintenance, phases of like doubting yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this continuous coming back to like your purpose yeah and how did you come up with the concept of like a soul printer? like how did that come to you
2: well I was working for myself for a while and I, you know how it's kind of the term like a solopreneur uh-huh. um I didn't like love that and I did work with a few people like I've worked with different brands and different creatives and like-minded people um but what I realized was like for a while it was more about the freedom like I loved that I could work with any client and then I started realizing like I have to tone this in and really feel like what's aligned. Like I can't just take on everyone. I have to work on with brands that are truly in resonance with what my mission is, you know, whether I'm creating content for them or I'm helping them with a strategy. So I think it just came about of like, I'm very spiritual and I wanted to somehow bring in that essence into my work of like, how can I be more authentic and just intentional with the work I'm putting out and how I'm showing up as an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah. And like in your personal branding yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. And how did you like first come into spirituality? Cause like, as I was saying before, we have known each other yeah. for a while, but we haven't talked about like your journey as much. I don't yeah. even know if we've talked about mine that much either, Yeah. but I feel like I'm really curious about how you came into spirituality. Like how did it come into your life? Like how old were you? What started it? And yeah, let's go back to the beginning.
2: I had a very interesting story and upbringing. So my grandma, she's my Bubby, a Jewish grandma, and she she got into spirituality through she was having a lot of pain. She had like a condition in her face that caused her pain, so she would go get Reiki. And I was really young. I was eight years old about, and she took me with her to her Reiki circles because like she was like, I think you would really like this. I was really anxious. I was going through just stuff with my parents, divorce and, you know, typical kind of like navigating different life situations. How old you? I was eight at the time. Eight, okay. And so she took me to kind of this Reiki circle that was specifically for children. So people were bringing their kids and it was like to help them learn that there's energy and that we all have energy and how can you work with your energy so that was my first initial interaction and I guess exposure to this type of healing Mm -hmm. um and I didn't really realize I don't think at the time obviously that it would stick with me but it really did carry throughout my childhood throughout my young like adult life and looking back I see all the times that it really was part of just ingrained in how I lived. So from going crystal shopping with my grandmom and, you know, like before they were like even a thing, like I would like go and pick out crystals specifically for like, I had anxiety, you know, I was like young when I was like, I just want, if I was homesick or whatever, I was having a stomach ache. Like I would use these tools to help me and she would give me Reiki and just like she would constantly help me to see that I had this kind of power within me. Um, And then fast forward to, I kind of had my first panic attack, I guess, in high school. And I started just having like heart palpitations and really bad anxiety for no reason. And that's when I started to see um, a regular Reiki practitioner that would help me with my chakras. And she was specifically helping to move the energy throughout my body. And that's when I really got into chakras in general and just like the power of our energy centers and how like if one is off, like the others can be off and like what each one means, like, why does this one mean this? Why is it causing this reaction in my body, like physically and emotionally? Uh Um, So that like stuck throughout college where I had essential oils with me. Like I had crystals with me. I would try to help my friends, like if they were going through things, like to see like, here's other ways to calm down. Here's other ways to like kind of go inward. And then had like kind of a reawakening, I guess, after my grandpa passed. So I was, this was like, right after college about like maybe four or five years ago um actually longer because I've been out of college longer than that I don't know (laughs) but he passed like a few years ago and I think I just like wanted to feel connected to him still because we were really close and I wanted to know that I was connected to the universe and so I just started seeing angel numbers like that's my whole angel number like journey that I started seeing 333 so I wear my 333 necklace and to me because it means support and I felt that I was being guided from the universe and this was also around the same time that like I was going through a huge transition in in work and my career and like that's when I was like leaving the corporate world and so it was like a lot of change at once and I was starting to go to like workshops I was learning more about astrology I was really just like doing all these things to discover more about myself like self-awareness self-discovery tools that was just teaching me more about like what made me me what made my energy unique how could I work with it mm-hmm. and it wasn't really the intention to like serve or help others I just feel like that like happens I guess as a Virgo <laughs> like it just naturally happened but like,
1: naturally in college we're like carrying crystals right and, like, asking people what was going on yeah
2: but I did always feel like my friends came to me for like advice and, and I felt like nurturing but I didn't realize that's really what I wanted to do um, I actually, one of the businesses that I almost started was a subscription box for spirituality tools. Like this was literally like my marketing assignment for my senior year graduation. And I, it was before subscription boxes were a thing. So like oh my gosh. I had this whole idea, visionary energy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I had this whole idea of just like, I'm going to launch this. And then I I, cut, I took a step back again. It wasn't the right timing for me. And I'm glad I didn't because then I felt like the space kind of got like really saturated. But, um, you know, that kind of started this journey of, like, I want to somehow bring this into a business. Like, I know that I'm going to help people in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just started happening. Like, I got re-attuned in Reiki right before the pandemic and, again, was morally using it for myself. But throughout the pandemic was seeing that, like, people were coming to me and, like, wanting Reiki and I was offering courses and I was starting to create and share more about, like, my teachings and, like, the chakras and just what I've learned growing up. When, when did hell. you start your page? I started my Instagram. So it's funny. I started in college and my Instagram was so different. It was very much focused on like food. Like I was known as mm-hmm. like, I kind of became like an influencer before it was a thing. Cause I like, I just posted food. I loved like really pretty looking food. Like recipes? More like. Like restaurants. Restaurants. And like honestly unhealthy things. Cause I'm like, a, like I eat junk food sometimes. And so it was like, like anything that just like looked good. It was like eating you know like yeah those i actually accounts. like a fun
1: fact i don't think i've ever talked about this before but
2: side note when i was in college
1: i actually had an instagram called hungry caro oh my god and i used to go and like post about restaurants that i would go and try in philly and like yeah share same. like oh like got this brussels sprout to like con- the continental or whatever like the different restaurants and like tagged the restaurant right. and then COVID hit and i was like okay i guess like there's no use for this account anymore right. like i can't go out to eat that's how I started, like, cooking at home and, wow. like, kind of went into, like, more of the wellness side of things, too. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, like, started a new account, like, shifted yeah. everything. But I also, like, used I love to have that. that kind of content.
2: Yeah. And then I think it just shifted when I when I moved to the city and I was really feeling like I needed tools to ground myself. And that's what I was like. Yeah. Okay. How can I lean into wellness? How can I, like... I was always a healthy person, but, like, I was just... How can I nourish myself more and ground myself in this crazy... Like, you need it. Like, you need it. So I was going to meditation studios and posting about that. Like, I was just Mm. finding things that I could, like, share about. And I had, like, a a little blog. And it was just kind of, like, growing organically. And it's been a slow growth. But, like, I've been doing it in the sense that, like, it just feels, like, authentic. Like, as I've gone through the years, it just has become more aligned and more authentic as I've grown.
1: Yeah. And so that was... Like, around the time that you decided to leave the corporate world?
2: Yeah. Like, I had an Instagram following already at that point a little bit. Um, And that was back in 2018, 2018, I would say. Yeah. Um, And then once I kind of transitioned, I was consulting full-time. I was doing content and and influencing. Were you doing, like, brand consulting? Yeah. Brand consulting, um, brand partnerships. And then, COVID, like once I got reattuned in Reiki, that's when I was like, how can I shift this content and show up more and like share more of my voice and not just like the wellness side, but also the spiritual side too.
1: Oh my gosh. Wait, this is so cool. I'm like trying to piece it all together. So I feel like it was like ever since you were little, it was always there.
2: It was always there. Yeah.
1: Like the seed was planted when you were so young. Yeah. And similarly, but not in the same exact way, my mom is an energy healer. She doesn't do it like like that much. But the type of energy healing she does is, like, a like an Asian technique. Mm-hmm. And it's, the studio is called Mahikari. So, it's, like, they're not allowed to, like, charge for services. Like, they're not allowed to charge for energy healing. You can go and get, like, energy healing for free in any mm-hmm. dojo. But I used to go with her when I was very young as well. Right. And I remember, like, I've, I guess I was just, like, exposed yeah. to that at yeah. a very young age. And I was also, like, very drawn to, like, astrology and, like, different little spiritual tools. So, I feel like when you're drawn to it, like, it usually mm-hmm. starts, like, when you're young like it's mm-hmm. always a part of you mm-hmm. and when you moved to the city I'm really curious like how well where did you go to college
2: yeah so I went to school near Towson. and it was near in Maryland near Baltimore so it was kind of like a city school um and
1: then you moved to New York right after
2: yeah I'm from like outside of Philly so I was I went home and I thought I was gonna like find a job there that was my plan was to go back home because that's where I'm from and I was like I want to be home and then I honestly found my first job through an Instagram DM, which is crazy. Like an agency literally really? DM me and was like, hey, we'd like your Instagram. Do you want to have an interview with us? And I was like, okay. Like it seemed so sketchy. It like, came to you. It came to me. And I was like, I didn't, at the time, like social media was just becoming a thing. I didn't realize you could even do that as a living. I was like, what? I could post on social media and get paid like what and that's really when like influencers were coming about and I was learning from the brand perspective how to work with influencers how to create campaigns how to launch you know things with the brand side but I was also growing my platform too so it was like kind of an interesting
1: duality on both sides and I feel like the brand side is also so interesting yeah for sure just like knowing more about it Mm -hmm. like it's such a useful skill to have yeah because whenever you create your own brands yeah like you can apply everything that you've learned yeah so I think that's really cool so yeah I guess like it's so interesting how it started so young for you Mm -hmm. but then when did you get your Reiki certification like when did you decide to become certified
2: so I guess once you kind of have it in you it's always part of you but like I, at that point I was only probably level one, meaning, um, like when I was young throughout until college, until you were
1: already level one.
2: Yeah. I already had it in me that I could give myself Reiki. Um, but I wanted to be able to give, like have the option to give others. So that's when I found a Reiki practitioner who she's a uh, Reiki healer, um, master healer who did Holy Fire. It's a type of Reiki. And so we connected and she offered me, like we did an entombment together. I did one of her things and it was literally like a little a few months before the pandemic but again like at that time I still wasn't thinking like I'm gonna help people it was more just like I wanted to re get an upgrade like it's what's called you can get upgrades so I got an upgrade I got like the holy fire which is just a little bit more of a intense and like it's a really beautiful type of reiki so I did that um and then I started you know the pandemic happened, I started seeing people and then a little bit post pandemic. Cause I, I don't know, it was like the in-between stage. Um, like I decided again, since people were online, I was like, I'm going to get another attunement of the virtual space. So when COVID happened, they actually like the Reiki masters around the world, I don't really know the correct terms, but they came together and, and Reiki became stronger through, online so you can send it oh really yeah like distant reiki you can send like because it it goes beyond time and space and you can send it through the screen you can send it to somebody from their past you know like it doesn't have Um, to be like in the moment
1: but is that the specific like what is it ring of fire
2: of fire
1: like is that this that specific or just in
2: general in general reiki just became more strong through the digital space because people like there was this this upgrade essentially so I got upgraded again and that was t- like you know two, almost two years ago at this point point. and as soon as that happened that's really when people started coming to me and I was not putting myself out there like as a like, Reiki healer like I feel healer. like it really
1: grew as a thing like yeah getting Reiki healing or like working with healers online yeah
2: and that's when people were just were coming to me and I was like when things come to me in that way like I know that that's part of my alignment of like trusting and and offering that that yeah. medicine
1: yeah, definitely. And how does that play a role, like energy healing, chakra work like in your day to day life?
2: In my day to day, I still use it all the time on myself. Like before I came here, I reikied myself. Like I do it every day. And it's more for me to connect with my own energy and to clear out like I can naturally pick up a lot of people's energy. I'm an empath. I in human design. I don't know if you ever talked about it on your mm-hmm. podcast, but What's um I'm a reflector. So You're a
1: reflector, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. But like reflectors are very rare.
2: They're really rare, and they all of our energy centers are open, which kind of makes sense that I'm into chakras because it mm-hmm. literally like I'm a mirror for other people to see what the, their own health and what they need to kind of work on. So I can like trigger every
1: single center, every
2: center. So I can take on people's energy easily, and I have to be really like that's why doing my own energy healing on myself and like protecting myself and realigning my chakras daily is so important. And that's why I think I've always felt so connected to them even before I knew that I was a reflector what that was so wow yeah and that's what I keep coming back to is is alignment and like I have a method I came up with called the aligned method and it's basically a method that goes through each chakra to help you feel in more alignment with your truth with your authenticity with your essence based on like your energy type based on what's going on in your body and your own energy and like your limiting beliefs your background like
1: is that, like, what you use when you're working one-on-one with people? Yeah. Is that what you, like, anchor your content in? Or is it just, in general, like, your philosophy?
2: It's just kind of my philosophy, and I'm trying to weave it more into my content. Like, I've been sharing more about it. I recently have been on, like, a few panels where I shared the method, and I'm, like, creating courses around the method. Um, Can you give us a little rundown? Yeah. I'll, I'll just walk through, like, what it is, essentially. Mm-hmm. It, like, in a quick way. But essentially... Um, so each letter is associated with a chakra. So the root chakra is A for awareness and it's all about the the first step of, you know, energy and change and growth is getting an awareness with where you're at. And that's also the root chakra. It's huge when it comes to understanding the foundation. You can't grow. Like get real with yourself. right? <laughs> and you can't grow without a steady foundation. So you need to become aware of like where you're at. That's the first number one step. And then part two, the next step is leaning into the sacral chakra, which is our emotion center and our joy and our creativity. So that's all about leaning into and listening to what is limiting us from joy and pleasure, our limiting beliefs. What's the L? Limiting beliefs. So it's all about like, yeah, it's all about listening to what is limiting us and stopping us from feeling joy and from creating like these beliefs that we picked up in childhood that we're repressing, our shadows, like all these doubts. And then you go into the solar plexus, the power center, confidence, and it's all about um, intention. It's kind of like a two-part. So it's identifying a new belief. Once you've kind of recognized the limiting belief, it's identifying a new belief. And then it's also setting intentions on how you're going to take daily action to work through that belief because like intentions are great. And the solar plexus is what fires us to actually take the action, especially with our self-worth right so that's like and so those three are like the 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 lower chakras that's like our that's our internal world that's that's our upbringing and then you get into the heart so g is gratitude and obviously and it's all about love and but also from a place of forgiveness for yourself for your past for others looking at all these shadows and all these kind of like lower energies and and this inner world and having gratitude for for where you're at and, and what you've learned. even for the pain. Exactly. For the pain, everything. Um, Because in order to really get more of what you want and be attracting and abundance and all these things and in alignment, you need to have gratitude. Like I
1: literally saw a thread about this, this, this. the other day. <laughs> and it was someone just... I think I re-threaded it. And it was just like, gratitude is the like biggest manifestation yes. force. I, could I love that
2: it's, quote. It's something like that. It's basically it brings you closer to magnetism because it's just such a high vibrational frequency, but it's hard. Like, it can be tough when you don't look at the, the shadows and the other things and you don't work through those first. It can be tough to then be like, I'm so grateful for everything. So you really have to like yes. dig deep into that subconscious and that's where all those lower energies kind of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go up. So the the heart is the bridge between the lower chakras and the upper chakras and the upper chakras are your external and how you present to the world.
1: A fun fact on the um, human design centers mm-hmm. Only my upper chakras are open, so like all of my bottom chakras are closed. But then I'm pretty sure my, I think it's just my third eye and my crown.
2: Wow. And what type are you? Generator. Mm. Yeah. So you probably have like a lot of ideas constantly, and like you but feel then I really pick up grounded. On stuff yeah.
1: From like other people's ideas yeah. or like yeah. other people's anxieties,
2: and like mm-hmm. I still pick up on that. And it's probably, I think. What do you? What is your energy center that you have to lean into? Is it yours? uh sacral sacral yeah
1: but like my um authority i think it is is Mm -hmm. actually solar plexus okay so i'm like or no i'm an emotional
2: emotional so you have to lean into your emotions to make decisions yeah and what feels right yeah yeah
1: okay wait keep going
2: okay so then you go into your throat chakra which is your communication obviously how you express yourself, express your authenticity. And that is non-negotiables. So, and non-negotiables and saying no. So, in order to get what we want and to be in our truth, we have to learn boundaries. We have to learn to speak and say no to things that do not align with us. And we have to have these Mm non-negotiables. So, it's about finding what those are for you and working through those. And then going into your third eye, obviously your intuition. It's all about expansion and embodiment. So this is like the manifestation part of it. But first, we have to have the the lower and all these things in place. But essentially, um, you know, this is really where you're looking at other people and you're looking at your triggers and your. Where you're feeling envious, so it's really about like how is this person being a mirror for me of what I need to embody more of. So how are they expanding me to see what's possible for me? One, because that's really when you're when you're envious of somebody, that's a that's it's envy to expansion. That is a invitation to say that is something I desire for myself. And so it's looking about other people as mirrors for how are you judging them in the way either you're triggered and you're not you're not fully embodying that trait that quality that whatever it is or how are you envious of them because you really desire that for yourself yeah so but it's, then
1: also what's really hitting for me is the embodiment
2: yeah which is huge like you need to have because the embodiment really plays into the intuition you have to trust yourself and you have to with full conviction believe in in yourself and embody that it can't just be like like you
1: have to embody what you're preaching like mm-hmm. you have to be the example
2: exactly and then from there it's really, you know, the crown is the last. And that that's one we're always working on because we all have different purposes, we all have different connections to the universe. Um, but us being here is a divine, but D, I should I should have made it divine, but D is desires and downloads, and that's really listening to what your purpose is calling you because your desires is your purpose. What it what you feel does you desire is really what you're you're supposed to yeah. do. And oh my
1: gosh like this is a conversation i needed so badly today and like, oh. i'm so happy we are talking about this oh, yeah, it makes me so happy because i
2: i like need to share more about it like it's to me you know when you make something up you're like does it make sense no
1: i literally can't stop smiling because oh, it makes so God. much sense and it's so important And you're like kind of like verbalizing it and like concretizing it in such a easy to grasp way thank you so much for saying no that. i literally mean it and side note but i got into chakra work and like energy healing work and all of that Mm -hmm. during COVID. So Mm -hmm. in 2020, I don't know how, but I was just like stumbling upon different meditations on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was just like typing like 10 minute meditation or something. Like that's how I kind of got into it. Well, I did a challenge. And then once the challenge finished, I was just doing the YouTube meditations. And I think I stumbled upon a 10 minute chakra balancing meditation. Yeah. So it just was like a kind of like a basic one, like affirmations for each chakra. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you just kind of go through it. And then I started doing the meditations for each one. So it was like 10 minute or 15 minute meditations for each chakra and I was doing them like consistently. When I was doing for a period of time like only root and sacral, I started having like a lot of random bleeding and like I remember my IUD you telling got out of this, place. With your
2: period, you like did a root chakra meditation and you got your period back or something. Like I just started
1: bleeding and I still had an IUD, So I like wow. took it out and like it, that also kickstarted me like yeah. connecting more with my cycle. And then, like, I honestly haven't done them in so long, but Mm -hmm. when I first moved to the city, I was going to this place called The Well, and I was Mm -hmm. getting Reiki there, and I've done Reiki healing, like, virtually, and it's so powerful. Like, you were saying, like, when I got the Reiki healing virtually, like, I literally, like, felt it so strongly in my body. Like, I was, like, shaking a little bit. Like, it was so nice. Right. And it's been a while. I think the last time I got Reiki was, like, February of last year. So it's been a while, and... I feel like when you're really connected with it and really consistent with working through the chakras and, like, mm-hmm. constantly tuning back in, it's really powerful. But even having the layer of, like, you being a right. practitioner, I feel like you're able to spot the imbalances more easily. Like, sometimes, yeah. I like, I can't really tell yeah. what's imbalanced, but then that's where your framework is really helpful. Right. Because you're able to spot, like, oh, which of those letters, like, am I feeling the most stuck with now? Am I feeling really envious and jealous and, like, is that what's coming up? or is it that i'm just like not being able to be grateful or am mm-hmm. i just like ignoring all the things that i'm doing and i don't have any awareness of myself right now like there's yeah. all these different things we can tune back into
2: yeah and to me that that's coming back into alignment because yeah. it's not about them all being like perfectly balanced like that's not realistic mine i'm always working on my root chakra i'm always working on feeling safe i mean probably because the virgo like i need stability new york (laughs) but also new york um and like i'm working through limiting beliefs like i'm constantly working through my lower ones and those are really important to me and then i was just gonna say one other thing with the crown the last part is downloads and the downloads are really where the angel narrows come in and the universe and the pings because once you start listening and paying attention to those you start trusting the universe more. You start feeling more connected to it. But going back yeah. to the Reiki part, you don't have to necessarily get Reiki in order to connect with these chakras. It's really about just understanding what each one the seven main ones are and noticing the symptoms for when they're blocked, quote unquote, or when they're opened. So that you can be like, okay, you know, I'm feeling anxious. That probably could mean like my root is, I'm not my nervous system is is not regulated and like that. I think that's why I always talk about that one is we need a regulated nervous system. And I feel like that's becoming such a popular I'm happy conversation. It's a trend. Yeah, yeah. It's like a trending, like nervous system regulation. But it's it really comes down to like feeling safe in your body and feeling
1: safe in your space. Safe as well. in your space, yeah. And how do
2: you like to regulate your nervous system? So I I just did a post about this. Let me try and think of the things I posted about. Essentially I'm always working with my root chakra. So Things that basically help me feel grounded, um, especially in the summer, like getting my feet on bare grass as much as I can, or if I'm like a, you know not on the city, you can't do that. Obviously, you can go to a park. But you can go to a park. Anything that really helps you feel connected to the earth. So like meditations that help you feel so centered. Being
1: in the ocean is just the best for that. I,
2: I mean, it's like I that when I when I meditate, like I think about being on the ocean. Like that's my happy place and. Which is funny because I don't really have my big three, doesn't have any water, but like I feel so connected to water for some reason. So, do you know your um, Venus or your Mars? My Venus is Libra. Mars, I actually don't know. I'll have to look into that.
1: I mean, Libra is ruled by Venus, so that's a great placement to have. Yeah. But I was wondering if you had any, like, cancer.
2: I, like, don't have really cancer in my chart. I guess I mean, you have I know cancer have... in your
1: 12th house, so, like, your yeah. spiritual house is very much, like, nurturing. Well, and
2: my... And what's weird is that my 12th house is opened.
1: Like, you don't have any planets. Yeah. I have Pisces 12th house. hmm So, I don't... And I don't have any planets there either, but I still feel like it plays a big role in my yeah. life.
2: Yeah. Doesn't that mean that, like, you kind of already went through in different lives? Like, I don't know if this that is energy. true. Like, your you...
1: 12th house, like the sign right before your rising sign mm-hmm. so for example i'm I'm an aries rising so for me my 12th house mm-hmm. is is um, pisces for you leo rising so your 12th house is cancer and that's kind of like the energy we bring in from like a past life mm-hmm. or it's like
2: more of like our subconscious even wow interesting yeah. i need mm-hmm. to look more into that mm-hmm. but yeah i just do things that help me connect back to my body and help me feel safe so like you can do alternate nostril breathing, you can do tapping, somatic therapy, like different somatic things you can Google. Um, but my favorite is probably just like honestly listening to sound therapy. Like I literally will just put on high vibe frequency, sh- high vibe frequency chakra frequencies on Spotify and like it that helps. Stuff
1: honestly helps so much. It helps much. so much. I haven't been much. in a while but yeah. I have a little playlist that I like a lot.
2: and Especially when like you're on the subway like commuting and you just kind of like feel like you need protection yeah like recentering one
1: thing that I do similar to that is like whenever I'm walking in the street or I notice someone like looking at me weird or whatever even if I don't look at them like I can tell that they're looking at me I just like envision this like bubble around Mm -hmm. me like a little like hamster bubble like they can like having a little kids party or something but like that level of like surrounding me like that circumference and like just a light yeah, like just a white bubble surrounding me. So, like, any negative energy that would, like, come my way mm-hmm. would be just reflected back.
2: That's great. I mean, that's – like, our aura extends outside of us. So, like, technically, people – if you're trying to protect yourself, you're protecting your aura and, like, people from coming into that energy field. So, yeah, it's a really good method to use.
1: Side note on that, I like – on, like, auras mm-hmm. and your energy field and things like that. I feel like there are some people that just, like, don't like being hugged mm. because Probably. of various reasons. Yeah. Like, but I'm, like, a hugger. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, because I'm such a hugger and I'm, like, so touchy and, like, I just, like, greet people with a lot of, like, warmth, if, like, that's kind of, like, tied to why I pick up on, like, other people's maybe kind of like anxieties and like thoughts and
2: i mean like i that. feel like that also probably is what you were saying with the human design that those are open channels like that yeah and you're probably just an empath in general so like i think i
1: can be a sponge and i also am very intuitive like yeah little like funny little comments but when you came in the door into my apartment building you like brought up my amazon box that had just arrived yeah and right before you got here when you were texting me that you were on the way i was like eating my lunch and i got an email notification that my amazon package arrived and i literally had a thought i was like I, for some reason, I feel like she's gonna bring it my Amazon package. That's
2: so weird! And like, I like
1: thought that that I knew that that was gonna happen, but it's wow. so random. Like how? I,
2: don't know. I love that you're just very like intuitive. Just you're just yeah, yeah. You're connected. Mm-hmm. But I think for that, like the protection bubble is great. I love using Smudge like really mindfully when I come back from anything that's like a how lot you of energy. Do it I'm sourcing it from places that I know is sustainable and it's from cultures that I'm not like trying, you know, it's, it's hard cause a lot of this is, feels like whitewashing and appropriation. I really try to be mindful of like my intention mm-hmm. for using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I you source where I source it and but like,
1: where do you actually get it from? I'm so
2: energy muse is like one of the places that I go to and then you can just find places that have like, um, that are really sourcing it sustainably. And in a, I don't know the top of my head, but like I, I have so many, like because I don't use it all the time like it lasts lasts. forever it lasts so long and I've just kind of gotten some that I know are from a really good source from a sustainably like not harming the trees and coming from like shamic shamanic and like you know integrated places that are of integrity okay got you
1: and about like that like in the vein of smudging and like energy clearing and things like that like just a little question I have Mm -hmm. actually Every time I light Palo Santo, it just, like, goes out, like, very fast. Like, mm. is there a trick to keeping your Palo Santo, like, lit longer? Well, you stage? have to make sure the, the, the,
2: the smoke is turning. But the trick is you have to see that the smoke, like, the flame turns orange. So, like, when you light it, you want it to kind of turn, like, darker. Like, you want to hold it until you're watching it just, like.
1: Kind of catch get, on fire a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But Palo Santo isn't the same as smudge like it's it's smaller it's it's wood so it's gonna burn faster than like like sage. sage and it's just like a quick thing but i always like if i'm gonna sage i always end with palo Santo because saging essentially gets rid of every energy like even good mm. and bad so that's why I like bringing in a nice smell whether it's like a nice spray or aromatherapy or room spray a candle or obviously palo santo like that helps bring in good energy so you can use it on its own but like i just tell people if they're saging to actually follow it up with something yeah so you're kind of bringing in like this new a new energy essentially
1: yeah yeah Yeah. on the vein of like empaths and just like picking up on other people's energy and also like because you're so attuned Mm -hmm. to the chakras and to like your own energy like for example let's say right now Like, you're just with me. Like, there's no one else really around. Like, are you able to tell, like, if a certain chakra of mine is, like, open or closed or blocked? Or do you have to really, like, tune in and, like, get in the zone to, like, actually see that or pick up on
2: that? Yeah, I, I definitely lean more into, like, If I was doing a session with you and like Reiki specifically, I would just kind of feel where my body's telling me to like put my hands for you and like maybe like thoughts that are coming up or I ask my clients ahead of time like what is coming up and I don't they don't necessarily know it's for the chakras but like Mm -hmm. I know that if they're saying like they're feeling anxious, I'm going to work with their root chakra. If they're feeling ungrounded, you know, I'm going to start there versus if they're like having other types of emotions come into play like that might be or like love or – you know, whatever they're going through, I know, like, how to work with the specific chakra for them, so it's more about, like, being really mindful of, I would sit with you, and, and then, and see then, what like, coming up. Up yeah. to, like, pick
1: up on it, because I was always curious, you know, for people who are energy healers, or who work in this mm-hmm. space, like, how it affects you, if, like, you're around a lot of
2: people. Yeah, I mean, if I pick it up, I, then I have to discern, like, what is in mind, so, like, if I went home and, like, was feeling a certain way I'd have to kind of just clear it and and know it's maybe not my energy and know the difference between is this mine am I taking on somebody else and I actually did a reading an Akashic record reading recently and the woman told me that one I have to protect myself more with my Reiki because I haven't been protecting myself enough when I'm giving it and that I had Mm -hmm. seven energy types that were not like energies that were not mine that I've picked up that she like cleared and I felt so much lighter afterwards but like I didn't know that like I, I felt kind of like a heaviness, like since I moved, like there was just like a lot going on in my life. And but I didn't realize it was like, you know, that I had picked up that many people's energies. And so she also told me, like, one of my protectors, my angels is Archangel Michael. And he's like a huge with protection. So she told me to like really lean in on that energy of like this blue light of, of Wait, just. Wait, I've been
1: told that before
2: too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've been told it so many times. So he's like the protection angel. And. This is, like, really also why I feel, like, through all my pregnancy, which I can get more into, like, I really leaned into feeling protected by angels. Like, I was wearing my 444 four, four angel number socks to every appointment, and now I, like, realize that, like, you know, he was probably with me and, like, protecting me and my other guides. But even if you believe it or not, like, it doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. like, just calling on that energy, like, she even told me, and then I had another reading, like, a few weeks later, and the per- person said the same thing, like, call on – protection and archangel michael for like when you're having these thoughts these ruminating thoughts just like let them out like whether it's talking them out to like the guides or writing mm-hmm. it out on a journal like brain dumping in the morning and getting it out so that like it's not yours to hold
1: yeah it's so funny that we're talking about this i feel like in the last like week i've been really reattuning to my spirituality and connecting with myself on this level because this was like a big part of my life in Covid, like mm-hmm. in 2020 and even the beginning of 2021 and over time I guess since moving to the city I've gotten a little bit more disconnected from it and in the last like literally like few days I've been like brain dumping in the morning and like really like taking my mornings more slow and really paying attention to, like the songs that are coming up on my shuffle mm-hmm. and like different little coincidences and like things that are connecting to each other in conversations that I'm having or podcasts that I'm listening like just putting the pieces together of like different experiences that I'm having and one thing that has been coming up a lot is this concept of being a sponge and being an empath and the funny thing is that growing up or even like a few years ago like my parents probably would still say this to me but they're like oh you're not empathetic but I actually am, like, very much an empath and I pick up on people's emotions. But what ends up happening is I, like, pick up on it and then I embody it. And then I, like, I'm acting out, like, their anxiety. Yeah. And so I'm starting to learn how to, like, separate energetically and learn to be able to tell when something isn't mine. Like, yeah. when an energy is just someone else's. And when a limiting belief is someone else's. And the thing is that we live in a world of so much simulation content things flooding our brain so sometimes it's like you might have just seen a tiktok mm-hmm. where someone was talking about an experience and then that just like is absorbed into your energy field yeah. because you're not cautious about being like that is that person's yeah
2: story and limiting belief and problem and it's not mine to absorb so when I first learned about human design I remember for at least reflectors but it goes for empaths too the saying of observe not absorb And that is what my mantra is when I feel like that is coming on. Like I'm like, okay, how can I be a mirror for people and and live my purpose as a human design, as a reflector without absorbing it, without letting it be mine? Mm -hmm. And it is hard. Like it takes work. But using these tools and coming back to that awareness is the first step. Like literally journaling it out, you start to like pick up and realize like, wait, like what? Like I'll notice things. And I'm like, that's literally like my mom's shit. Like that's not yeah. even mine. Like I don't need to hold that. I don't need to yeah. take that on. I can, I can release that. Another thing I like is selenite. Like I love carrying selenite with me to protect me and cleanse. Is I love white, like the, the white, white wand. I have the big one at home and I just kind of like, I go through over my chakras with it and just clear those out with it. And that's a great like smudge free option that you can like bring on the go or use to just, that mm-hmm.
1: is your husband spiritual
2: i think we're all spiritual like we're yes, all but i'm just saying like but in the, in the way because in like, the answer Pedro is a
1: gemini too and he's like not right no the, the, for
2: the right answer is no like he's not but he he's open-minded i think with yeah. his his gemini-ness you know and he because he's more analytical like he just needs he needs like to see things you know yeah. he needs to like have evidence of stuff and we actually just were on like our baby moon. So we d- we did meditate together and it was his first time doing like a sound bath meditation and like just being open to it. Like what I've noticed is I, I lead by example and I can't force him to, to do this work. He yeah. has to want to do it. And like him even just doing that and being open to it was like it meant something to me and it was, I really appreciated it it. and like just having his energy, like sitting next to me, like I just felt connected. Like I'm not going to sit there and ask him to like do that all the time, but like he got what he needed out of it. Mm -hmm. He took something out of it that he was like, wow, that was really nice. Like this is what I, what came up for me. And like we spoke about it and I feel like it opens the door to like, other things in the future and like yes. being more mindful of of stuff but yeah. he supports me and that's really what matters to me is he I don't think many people guys maybe that I like at least I'm friends with or the kind of people I grew up with would would accept that and I just yeah. feel like not that that's like the gold standard but like like everyone should, like your partner should accept you but like at the same time it's this it's a difference between just accepting and like you know he appreciates what I do and he knows yeah. that it's 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 meaningful to me just like he golfs and that's his thing <laughs> and I have to like let him do that this is my thing and what brings me joy absolutely and he would never stop that or try to change it
1: yeah I guess in my relationship it's pretty similar where like Pedro's not spiritual necessarily but he's open-minded and he mm-hmm. respects how much I love astrology and how much I love talking about like these different things and sometimes he'll like do breath work with me or like do meditation and like It's like the little things, like it matters more than they realize, I think. And in terms of like your pregnancy, what do you feel like it's taught you the most and how have you approached it like in a spiritual way?
2: It's taught me to slow down. It's taught me presence because, and just like embracing the now because there's so much unknown with it of like, like, especially the first trimester, I was constantly thinking the worst. I was like, just every appointment I was like scared something bad was going to happen or that like it was going to be taken from me. Like I was just having a lot of fear come up around it. And I think it comes back to like probably limiting beliefs and like abandonment issues of just like my childhood. Like mm-hmm. there, I'm sure there's there was definitely things there that I like I've learned. But um, it really le- taught me to like just kind of lean into like the process of, of the now and like that I can't really control everything and I just have to trust. So the first trimester, even though it was really hard, like I just kept trusting that what was supposed to happen for me was happening like – if this baby was going to make it, like, i that's, you know, that would be my story. And it's hard to kind of go through that, mm-hmm. um, especially as, like, somebody who likes to control things and likes to plan and think about the future. So I was, I was <laughs> in perfect view energy. Yeah. I was, like, constantly thinking about, like, how can I rush through this and, like, go to the next trimester when I can tell people, like, how can I rush? And then in a second, I was, like, okay, how can I rush through that and, like, start doing all these, like, the little, you know, like, planning, like, the doula and all the things I need to do off my to-do list. Like, And I just kind of felt like I was – I've been rushing it because I wanted to just get through.
1: It's like when you're trying to plan, you're low-key kind of rushing it. Like you're not being in presence sometimes. Right. And I resonate a lot with that, like, quality. You're just, like, doing that a lot. Yeah. Consciously.
2: And now that I'm in the third trimester, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I wish it would just slow down. Now I'm like – I realize, like, how presence is so important and how, like – not trying to like rush through like I have to go through these little steps and these like discomforts or like these learnings to get to the next level to be a mom so
1: but you're gonna be an amazing mom I can already tell
2: thank you but yeah I'm still like there's still moments where I'm like like I woke up at four in the morning of like I haven't read enough baby books. I'm not doing enough. Like I, I need to do more. And it's like, it's, I think it's, it's showing the shadow of the limiting belief I have of not being enough, which comes up for me a lot in work, in now pregnancy. Um, It's that limiting belief that I'm not enough and I'm not doing enough. And that's Ooh. what I'm working through right now through that, through this Just lesson. Being like, I'm enough. I'm, I'm enough. I'm enough. enough. Right.
1: There's never going to be an enough. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's profound. That's, like, powerful. Because I feel like that all the time, too. It's, like, it comes up a lot. I think for earth signs, especially, Mm -hmm. like, if you have Taurus, Capricorn, or Virgo in your big three, it's, like, very, very prominent. Yeah. To feel like you constantly have to be, like, measuring how well you're doing Mm -hmm. against, like, other people or against, like, a measure of success that's super
2: intense or unrealistic. It's, It's a big worthiness component. Like, just not feeling worthy enough, which... That is what I'm always working through because as I've, like, started to just manifest things in my life and work through more sharing about manifestation, like, self-worth is where we manifest it's from. It's so key. It's so
1: So it's, like, that gratitude, but then it's also just being, like, I deserve it. hmm I'm enough.
2: Yeah. I'm ready. But it's hard on the conscious level. Like, on the conscious level, you can believe that. You can You can think that, right, in your head. Like, I know I'm enough, but on a subconscious, like, deeper level – and these were, like, these triggers and these shadows come up, like, if you really don't have evidence or you grew up not believing that, you have to go through those layers. You have to peel back, like, how do I get back to, like, that authenticity, to that alignment, knowing that I am enough, but, like, not on a conscious level, on, like, such a deeper level. You have to really go inward and and do that shadow work. But
1: I feel like that, like, requires, like, intention, requires silence. Like, how do you access that? Like, if someone's listening and they're like, holy shit like I feel like I'm not enough all the time like but I can tell myself on a conscious level like I am enough and say the affirmations but how do you get to that subconscious healing
2: that is to me working a lot with the sacral because the sacral is our emotions it's our joy and our pleasure and it's connected so much to our inner child so if we're repressing like emotions like we have you know pain in our hips like that's like a key indicator like that's where all of our our emotions live is our really? hips, mm. sexuality, like fertility issues, not like getting your period, actual hip here hips, on the side. Yeah. And your sacral, like your whole pelvic area. Like, like I used to have a lot of period issues, like, and and that is really tied to your emotions and to your childhood. And it's what also about
1: bloating and like
2: that, that, that ties, ties into it. But I feel like that's more solar plexus, which which does go back to your confidence and your worth because I also had a lot of, stomach issues growing up, but like nothing that was like, you know, it was the typical IBS. It was the typical, like you have anxiety, just like manage your anxiety and you'll be fine. Like, and yeah, I, I went gluten free and that helped tremendously. But I realized like my stomach issues went away when I started to lean more into my confidence and into my inner power.
1: Okay. What's like your number one tip to activate confidence and inner power?
2: So confidence is doing the things you say you say you're going to do it's taking the little steps. It doesn't have to be a huge thing, but it's taking those action steps that show that you can trust yourself. So when you start doing things over and over that you say like, okay, it could be a little thing. Like I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to match with this person. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to give this person my number. I'm going to connect with this person. Like whatever it is, like the little things that you can do to take the first step and start building off that and committing to, like, it's a commitment to yourself. And it's, it's, And
1: sometimes committing to yourself means doing things that are really uncomfortable or that you've never done. And I feel like what's coming up for me recently is kind of like grieving my old self Mm -hmm. in a sense of just being like, yes, my old self did X, Y, and Z. But like, I don't want that to be a part of me anymore. So let me just like hold space to like let that part of me go. And then like once I'm able to let her go, then I can create the new self.
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's death of ego, which you need your ego obviously to, to live and to, you need a healthy ego. It's not about like killing the ego. We want a healthy ego and balancing that. But when we're able to like look past our ego and really just lean into our authenticity and like our, our, our true innate worthiness, we're able to, to evolve into the person that we actually are. And, and those shadow elements and those pieces of us, the old patterns in the old parts of us, start to die away. And like, it's, it's scary because it's uncomfortable. Like I'm going through this now as I'm like changing and I'm getting through a new identity and work is changing and just like everything about me is changing and I have to lean into trust and I have to take these baby steps of like one, just kind of like going with what is, and not trying to force, but also to like leaning into those moments of confidence and like, like keep going. Even if it's yeah. scary and hard and I don't know what's on the other side.
1: Yeah. It's like releasing that control. Yeah. Especially with like motherhood. I feel like if there's anything that just completely transforms you and changes oh, yeah. you and you can't control exactly yeah. how,
2: it's yeah. motherhood. I, I like met some, a couple on my <laughs> on my baby moon and they were like – I told them I was – I don't know how this came up, but we were talking. I was like, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. They're like, you're going to fuck up. Like, let that shit go because you're going to fuck up, but you're going to be great. And. I feel like that's what it comes down to is, wow. like, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. But it's going to be, you know, I'm going to learn from it. It's magical
1: how, like, someone's comment yeah. can literally, like, echo in your brain, like, resonate in such a deep way. And like, we were
2: just, like, walking on the beach and they started talking to me. Like, and that's when I'm, like, okay, the universe. That's when it's communicating to me and I have to listen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nothing's a coincidence. Like, pay attention.
2: hmm
1: Wow. I can't believe it's almost been an hour already. So let's oh do some God. rapid fire okay. questions. I do this in every episode. So if you listen to a few, you probably know what they are. Okay. But first one is, do you have a quote or mantra that you come back
2: to frequently or that you love? Um, I have so many, but I think it's just like the most resonant one is like following your truth and like what lights you up. If it's not a hell yes, like I love the expression, it's a hell now. Yeah. Also observe, don't not absorb. Observe, not absorb. Ob- observe, not absorb. Yeah. yeah, I like that one a lot. Also. Yeah.
1: And do you have any books that you love or that have been a big part of your journey mm. that
2: you would recommend to anyone listening? Power of Now, Unether Untethered. I never know how to say untethered it. Soul. Untethered Soul. Um, Those are okay. so good. So and good. if anyone's like trying to conceive or just like like thinking about that Spirit Babies was like I read that before I even was trying. And I just, like, felt so connected to, like, we're all babies. Like, we come from spirit. Like, we chose our parents. We chose the path that we wanted. And the book just brings, like, to light so much of how we are connected with, you know, babies and our future children.
1: Okay, next question. <laughs> what makes you feel like your higher self? Oh, my God. I love that. Um,
2: When I'm saying yes to things that really feel in alignment and when I'm when I'm doing things that bring me joy because I've noticed that, like, joy is ultimately what brings me magnetism
1: okay very last question is if someone didn't hear anything from this whole episode except this part Mm -hmm. what would you want to leave them with
2: leaning into awareness and into your own energy is so important like just understanding yourself on a level of who what makes you you and how can you tap into your own inner knowing, you're your own guide. Like we all have these tools within us. I know it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like we all are our own guide and all you have to do is really lean in and listen to that.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's really hard to listen when you have so much noise around you. Yeah. Like noise, not even like literal noise, like music or whatever, but Mm -hmm. also like people, Yeah, social media, like texting, emails, like it's important to tune in and sometimes you need silence or you need to, like, be really intentional to create that, especially if you live in a busy
2: 100%. City. Yeah. Finding alignment within yourself and your truth. Yeah. Amazing!
1: Oh, my God. This was so fun. Thank it's you so much so for coming tried. on the pod. Can
2: you plug yourself, tell people listening yeah. where they can follow you or just be in the loop of your world? So you can find me on Instagram, and TikTok. I'm not really on there, but Alyssa Bryloff. And that's my website as well. And I sell angel number socks on my site. And I have my offers, my Reiki things, And I'm working on this course. So hopefully you'll we'll be sharing more about the aligned method and just how you can find more alignment within your life. I love that. Everyone go
1: give her a follow. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube and if you're enjoying the podcast, remember to hit the plus button on Apple and the bell icon on Spotify so you can be notified of all of our future episodes. I'll see you guys next week. And until then, remember to water yourself. And I'm sending you a big hug. All right, bye.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.